Hello, hello, and welcome to our brand new podcast, The Inspire Club. This podcast is supported by Waggle. Waggle is an agile employee voice platform that measures and truly improves engagement. And we just want to say a big thank you to them for their support all throughout 2020. I am your host today. My name is Ruth Dance, and I will be sharing the duties with our team at Inspiring Workplaces um, in hosting our, our podcast, The Inspire Club, and we will be interviewing people from all over the world. For those of you that um, want to know who I am, um, I am the Managing Director of the Inspiring Workplaces Academy. Um, just like in the 1990s classic film Fight Club, we also do have one rule. Our one rule is that each guest must share a story of one person that has inspired them, putting positivity out into the world and thanking someone who maybe had no idea that they had inspired that person. Ideally, it would be a past colleague, but it could come from anywhere outside of the world of work too. Okay, so let me introduce you to our guest for today. I'm really excited about this guest because this guest is super close to home. No, it's not my husband or any of my three children. It is the one and only Matt Manners. Welcome, Matt. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you today? It's weird being on the other other side of it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You're not doing the interviewing today. You're you're, you're, you're the guest. And, and, And like our first... Uh, first Inspire Club. Um, I just need to apologise if you hear any weird noises. It's my puppy. Um, uh, twenty twenty in 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 what like literally an example of right now. My wife's working upstairs. I'm down on puppy duty, so um, working as well. But if there's any weird noises, it's shameless. <laughs> I feel like in twenty twenty, everyone comes with a disclaimer, right? Whether yeah. that's going to any sort of meeting, podcast, phone call. Um, often, often you can hear one of my three boys. Um, my, my twins are only one year old, um, crying in the background. But I'm really pleased to say they're not in the house. They are with another responsible <laughs> adult. But they are not in the house today. <laughs> um, all right. Before we start getting too much into puppies and. And twin babies, Matt. Um, I've got to get straight on to the first question and our only rule of fight, um, fight. No, I don't mean fight club, I mean inspire club. Um, so can you share a story with me of someone that has inspired you in the world of work? Um, tell me who they are, but also tell me um, why they've inspired you. Um, there's been a, a number of people. Um, obviously, run my, run my own business but, and work with some fantastic people um, like yourself and our team. Um, but this is a bit, uh, yeah, it was my dad, basically, Crispin Manners. So um, Crispin, or my dad, the old man, whatever you want to call him, uh, he doesn't like the old man. Um, he he was my one of my first bosses. Um, the nepotism wasn't rife. Uh, I actually, when I finished university, I, I, I went as far away from my dad as possible um, to prove myself because people always would say we well, got the job because of him. So I ended up working in Sydney for five years uh, and then came back and I was lucky enough to get an interview with him and, and, and chose to work with him. And we, we built uh, one business and then now, now a second business together. Uh, and he's just inspired me in, in the way he goes about dealing with people and his work ethic. Um, he always puts his people first. Um, he he gets, draws his draws energy from them, um, and he has an incredible amount of empathy and and wants to be and, and fairness, I suppose. So 
lots of traits you'd love to see in in your friends and family and colleagues um, really shine through in my dad and um, it sets quite a high bar to live up to um, probably uh, but I try and aspire to be just as a little bit of what he's achieved and who, who he is as a man on most days so that's, oh, uh, Matt, that's so nice. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Crispin, I, I've also had the pleasure of working with Crispin, as you know, and I would absolutely agree. He's such a, he's sometimes maybe even to his own detriment, but he's such an other people person first. So just really, really like, um, just really wants to improve other people's lives first and foremost, um, whether that is through their working lives or their personal lives. And how lucky are you to have someone that's not only in your family, but also that you've worked with that inspires you in both ways as well? It's definitely caused its in, uh, interesting moments throughout the years. But, uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I've definitely matured and we, we know each other um, well as father and son and also, you know, uh, work colleagues, chairman and, and CEO kind of thing. So, but no, he's... He's a good man and has definitely put uh, other people's interests probably more in front of his own throughout the years. Um, so, so yeah. Anyway, thank, thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh, I hope, Chris, Crispin, I'm, I really hope, one, you're listening to this and two, you're blushing right now. Um, okay, right. That's I, I, We could talk about, we could talk about Crispin for the next yeah, half an hour. Enough, I'm, sure, I'm sure people want to hear other things about you and other things about um, uh, everything that you're up to. And and my next question, actually, that I've, I, I want to talk to you about is um, uh, a, a trend that we've been um, running and sharing with all of the, our inspire community and that is the my why so matt talk to me about that your your my why um, what what is it that drives you every day yeah it's um i, I realize how hard a question this is when we've asked um our inspirers and in our community for their video about what my what my why is because i think there's probably one that one at work um mainly maybe because it's, it's my business as well um and, and one outside of work, but what I realised that they both boil down to people. Um, so, uh, with with inspiring workplaces, you know, really do want to try and change the world, um, world of work, and and the experiences that people have within these organisations because it it impacts so much more than just your nine to five, as we now know, it's not just nine to five. Um, and if you have a, if you hate your job, it sucks at home. And if you come home and you're not happy, then it impacts, you know, your relations with your wife and your children and, and so much more. So I really want to help improve people's lives in the, in the world of work. But, you know, from a personal point of view, um, I really want to provide for my, my, my now wife, um, my hopefully growing family of more than just Seamus the dog. Uh, and and the people I work with, so you directly, Ruth and Amy, Stefan, Master, and more. So my wife is really trying to, you know, help people's lives improve directly and indirectly. I suppose as much as I can. Um, so yeah. And what a, what a purpose to have as well, right? Like it's such a, such a strong purpose. De- definitely, probably could have been more commercial i think as you know through over the years so um but but we really do get a kick out of what we do so yeah and you can't really put a price on that no <laughs> wish you could <laughs> yeah yeah 
But sometimes it's nice having these kind of like you, you can't put a price on changing someone's life. No, absolutely not. Um, and and there's there's such a big kick out of that. And that's one of the reasons why I've always worked in learning and development my entire career really, is knowing that you can change how someone thinks or behaves. It's really powerful when you hear it's individual, you know, organizational stories. It just it's just, just catches your breath. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. What's the best experience you've ever had at work, Matt? Uh, again, I, I kind of I'm awful. I, you know, come, the team came up with some of these questions, um, which we hope to draw you know comparisons and trends and stuff from over the years. Um, and I'm not giving you one answer for any of them at the moment. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my employed life, um, I I had an awesome. I was very lucky. I had lots of cool experiences, um, but. I once held, when I first started out, I was in communications and I once held a, a press conference in the Sydney Opera House for, for the Williams Formula One team and Mark Webber. Um, and I'd only just remembered that because of this question. And it was just one of those moments that you look back on it as a dream. You're going, I can't believe I'm here with a Formula One car on Circular Quay looking at the Harbour Bridge and in, in the Opera House. So that was pretty awesome. Um and then in my, my, my current life as uh, a business owner uh, and working with awesome people, um, I, I think um, I have an awesome experience every time we all finish a conference or a gala dinner and the drinks we have afterwards. It's the, it's the sit down and we, how we have come together as a team. And um, the last one was in... In London, uh, this this January, which probably was a super spreader event without knowing it uh, right now, um, and um, and then New York in June, uh, last June or two Junes ago now, um, where we just put on an awesome conference. There's great positivity coming out of it, and we just all went off for a slice of pizza and some drinks on a rooftop bar, and we were just really happy and content in each other's company. So you know, they're they're probably the experiences I draw the most from yeah and you know what I don't blame you having been part of those pizza and drink sessions around the world with you as well it's such a buzz because not only have you delivered learning and hopefully changed workplaces and people's lives during those conferences but also celebrating all the great work everyone's doing around the world who have the same shared goal like you there's just no better buzz than that right no absolutely not yeah what do you think is a major priority in workplaces at the moment? Well, I started the year um, talking about trust. And I still think that, um, you know, it's it's bullshit to say you earn trust. Um, when you hire somebody, the trust has to be there immediately for them to do the job you've hired them for. Um, and, and so that's where I started the year, you know, to trust your people and empower them to do their job. And throughout the year, we've seen organizations that didn't necessarily have that trust or want to empower their people have to do both in instantly overnight. Um, and I hope that we don't see a retreat from that. Um, we've obviously seen some, some ironic stuff like keystroke monitoring and stuff at home. Um, but so I, I hope that we don't retreat from that, but I think a priority right now, um, and in, into the future it is the all around wellbeing of, of people. Um, that from from the mental side of things to 
really monitoring for burnout to the financial side, to the physical side. I've really laboured to get myself out of the house. Um, I've tried to be a very good citizen of not going out and spreading this virus around. And that's taken its toll on the physical side of my health. Um, And I know I need to sort myself out on on that front. But I think organisations really need to pay much higher attention to the all-round well-being um, and support their people in any which way they can or whatever they need. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's become a really big, it has become a, I'd agree with you, it's become, it was already a priority and it should have already been on your agenda, but all this year is done, it's just um, accelerate the need for that to be like top of your agenda because people are working in different ways and therefore have even different wellness needs. Well, like, like all these things, it's when it starts to impact the business. So, you know, you, you need you need to, when, when it gets attention, I mean, so it's a, it's a, a human imperative to look, make sure you, the people you're working with are fit and well and safe and happy. Um, but uh, you don't usually get the investment on the in these things, which is why customer engagement and experience has always got a lot more money than in employee experience and engagement because they can see the bottom line attached to it. But now, um, in a world where it's really having impact and potentially on both employee performance and therefore the impact on the bottom line, businesses are starting to really go, we should pay attention to this. Now, so I'm, I'm just celebrating that we're getting there rather than the reasons why we have, have got there. So um, I, I just hope it goes beyond when hopefully this pandemic starts to, to, to retreat as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's why I think the priority should lie. Yeah, I'll, I'll share a quick story on uh, wellness in the workplace, actually. Um, it, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's actually quite sad. My mum my lost her job, I'm sure like, I'm sure like many people across the world um, who have been through this due to, due to a financial downturn in the business and, and due to the pandemic. So she was out of work, which obviously then we're talking about a financial and a mental uh, well-being um, need right there. And then she was very fortunate after a a lot of hard work to secure a new job, which she just started two weeks ago. On the first day of her new job, I said to her, right, you really need to really look after your um, physical well-being because you are now just working at home, which you're not used to. There's no commute. There's never any need to leave the house. So I said, you must, must, must go out for a walk before work each day um, to get the endorphins going and all the rest of it. So she goes out for a walk the, the, the next day, right before um, second day on her new job, and she slipped over and broke her wrist. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh. I mean, she sees. She sees a funny side in it as well. But um, yeah, there's there's another well-being need going on right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's finding that balance, right? Yeah, well, the balance. I don't know whether you intended that word or not. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I'm yeah. full of, I've been full of puns this morning. That's probably my worst. <laughs> Matt, tell me, what is the best advice you have um, you've ever been given? And tell me. Who gave it to you? Um, lots of advice, lots of good advice. Um, probably a lot of it came. A uh, lot of it probably came from the old man, um, but he's already got enough props this morning. Um, it was fr- probably from my old, old boss Simon Pierce uh, in Sydney, and it was, I, it was, young twenty something, cutting corners, thinking I could, you know, I was. Billy, awesome, <laughs> and he just gave me a dressing down, and it was a dressing down that I didn't need again, and I'll never forget. And his advice was, um, 
who, what kind of man do you want to become and what kind of manager and leader do you want to become at work? Do you want to be somebody that when you're in trouble, you look around and everybody's there to help you or when you turn around and there's nobody there at all? And that has just resonated with me ever since. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's still as fresh. I, I, I'm in his office right now <laughs> if I close my eyes. So yeah, that, that advice really rang true. Uh, <laughs> so who are you? Who do you want to be in other people's eyes? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It really, really. Uh, yeah. It was a, a real bolt, a jolt. <laughs> was he? Was he a good leader for you? Yeah, he he was. He was really, really good. Um, in in so many different ways, he went on to really big things as well. So that's no surprise. He went. He went on from being our boss uh, in, our, in a Sydney office for a, an agency to actually being uh, the head of comms and uh, like a right-hand man to uh, the guy who runs Manchester City um, and and the, um, the uh, what's the group now? It's one of the major groups, so they, they sponsor Ferrari and all, so he's, he's just done incredibly well. <laughs> yeah. So you may you may be, you may base your your next answers on Simon, but it may be on on anyone really. What do you think are the most important qualities um, in a leader? Um, yeah, that's a, another good question. Um, I, th- I think empathy. I think I think the ability to to try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Um, and equaled with the desire to listen, not the ability to listen, but want to listen to people. Um, I, I think if if you genuinely want to think and put yourself in somebody else's situation, I think that's really, really important quality for a leader to have. Mm. And and we've got somebody talking about that in the Inspirathon, actually, um, in our Australia leg. So um, I'm really looking forward to that session about empathy in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, really, really important, and even again, even more so after what the last year has um, highlighted mm. to us. I'm not saying I have that. I'm just saying that's an important quality. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, right? Tell me if you could swap jobs with anyone right now, anyone in the world, yeah. or any job, who or what would it be? So it's going to be a controversial one. Uh, they say don't talk about sex, politics, and what I don't know what the other one is, but um, and and as and. And there's a, 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 a sincere one. Um, so I would swap my t- I would swap myself with a, a nurse or a frontline worker to give them a day off um, uh, right now because they're just being worked to the bone. Um, and I would probably swap myself with Donald Trump right now and concede the election um, just and just go away. Um, so they're the two places I'd swap with. I'd much rather swap with a frontline worker though because they much need much more need the time off and uh, and the rest and some time with their family. Well, that's nice. That was only a minor reference to politics, yeah, no reference to sex there, Matt, so I think you did all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's your, what's your, what's your go, when you want to be really productive, what is your go-to productivity trick? So I'll, I'll give you what I call it, and then the official <laughs> terminology. Um, okay. I call it the power hour, um, so I just pick a task that I really need to get through, uh, pick some great music and then just attack that task for an hour and see how far I've got through. Um, and I now, I've now discovered that that's called time boxing. So you just box up parcels of your time to a certain activity and then just really focus on it for that amount of time and then stop. So time boxing, everybody. 
time boxing, or you can use Matt's term, power power hour. Tongue tongue twister that one. And um, what are you um, learning at the moment, Matt? Uh, lots. I think we're all learning every day different things about ourselves and how to work. Um, but one thing I've learned not recently, um, but quite a few years ago now that I try and employ as often as I can is just to pause um, and not let the emotional over let, let the rational overtake the emotional. Um, so if something gets me at work um, or in life, just to take a breath, it might take maybe a night of just deep breathing and wake up and think about it again. But just to pause um, in life, I think is quite a good trait to have, not to react. Good. Yeah, I'd say that is a good, good, good learning right now. Um, right. I'm going to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pause <laughs> on that theme of pausing, yeah. um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna change things up a little bit. I'm actually gonna give you some fire questions, um, and I'm only want one answer from you. Want to find out a little bit more about you, right? Okay. Um, Dangerous. You ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go. You're okay. <laughs> right, let's go, Matt. If you were a teacher, you'd teach uh, history. History. Yeah. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. What is your favourite music album? What really gets you going? Um, so yeah, I think uh, well, my favourite favorite album is is Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, I only wish I'd discovered it um, earlier than when I was twenty. Um, and yeah, a song to really really fires me up. Again, I'll give you one, but I'm going to allude to a couple. Um, so. Um, Thunderstruck by ACDC always get, always gets me going. Um, there's, this, there's this really stupid, well, not stupid, it's an awesome song uh, from Rocky IV in one of his montage scenes. Uh, I, I really gets me going. It's by a guy called Rob, Robert Tepper, No Easy Way Out for any Rocky fans out there. Um, but I'd probably go with um, Morning Glory by Oasis. Yeah. One song. Oh, that's going to be in my head now. I'm not going to sing it just for the benefit of any of our listeners. I'm doing, yeah. um, that's going to be in my head now all afternoon. My yeah. poor children when they when I see them later. Matt, what is the funniest thing? Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. As clean as you can. What, what's the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? Uh, well, the rec- most recently is um, Seamus is a puppy and likes to chase other anything, actually, just anything. And... So when he goes, he, he goes and he's fast. So I tried to, I knew he was about to bolt in another direction and I tried to stop him and it was wet underground and I fully uh, lost my footing and landed in a puddle. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. And I just laughed. I was just fully, I was mud. It was just mud. And then Seamus sat there. I was about, I was about to ask, was there any broken wrists or broken pride? But it sounds like you took it quite well. Well, no, the, 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 the Ivy was like screaming and thought I'd really hurt myself because, as I said, my physical, sh- uh, I'm not in a great physical state right now. So when I go down, I go down hard. <laughs> um, and, um, but no, I was just there. And because then the dog just obviously hadn't left either because um, he thought, oh, who's this guy in the mud? Um, that looks fun. And yeah, so. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's the funniest thing that's happened to me and probably for everybody else who witnessed it. <laughs> I don't know whether I should be asking you this next question or maybe I should be asking Ivy. Um, but uh, talk to me about what you're like at the house. What do you, particularly around like household chores, um, what do you normally leave? Um, 
Well, actually, I, I'm I'm pretty good. Um, I, I'd said I didn't do everything. Um, I, so Ivy won't like me saying that either. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there is one thing that I definitely don't do, and uh, is the bills. Um, so I, Ivy's Ivy's an absolute legend when it comes to just going through all our, all our household admin. Um, but I, yeah, everything else, yeah, kind of me. <laughs> I didn't actually expect that answer. <laughs> no, I don't think many people do. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Um, so we've we've had a little bit of a flavour of like what kind of music you're into. Um, what's your favourite film? Um, yeah. So um, the one I can just put on. Uh, really weird question. Uh, uh, really weird answer, actually. Um, Wall Street. I didn't. I can just. I can just. Just put that on and watch that. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, an awesome film um, that just keeps being relevant every single year. You know. We need to be clear. This isn't the Wolf of Wall Street. Right? No, it's 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 Wall Street. Uh, uh, Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. You know, it just it's always always relevant. Whatever year I watch it, because the you know divide between rich and poor, you know, and people at the top getting greedier and greedier, and so yeah, it's um, yeah, really, really, I just I could put that on and watch it, and I thought it'd be something like The Goonies or Top Gun, but yeah, it's it's Wall Street. Wow, wow. talk to me. Something that you've done, and you would never ever. Do it again. Well, I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep this clean. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't even know what it's called, but Ivy and I went to Costa Rica, and she's we went to doing the zip lining thing through a cloud forest, which was awesome. But at the end, there was an opportunity to do kind of this, this reverse bungee, like this swing where you just just step off uh, and drop with a rope rather than jump off face forward. Um, luckily, as it happened, as Ivy said, I want to do it. I, I didn't want to do it at all. She hated it more than me, which is a nice and simple twist of fate. But I, I really didn't like it either. <laughs> so um, I would never, ever just step off a 50-metre drop tied to a rope ever again. Cause... Wow. Because normally when people do things like that, you get such an adrenaline rush, like going on a roller coaster, uh, that you want to go and do it again. But you just would never want to do it again. Yeah, no, it... Like once you were swinging, you know, I was let out, let out a huge scream, and it was great and it's fun, and but it's that that step because it's not natural. I don't think is it natural to want to step off something that <laughs> if the rope didn't work, you you're dead. Well, I would say it's very natural for my twins who have just turned one <laughs> yeah. to step off anything. Um, but yeah, I'd say definitely at some point in our childhood, my, my four-year-old boy probably wouldn't. So at some point between one and four, we probably start to um, experience fear. So yeah, it's probably it's probably not natural. Matt, you just alluded there that you were in Costa Rica. And for anyone that doesn't know Matt, um, probably one of the most well-traveled people I've ever met. Um if I if I was to make you choose of all the places in the world you've been, um, one place that was the best place for you, where would it be? Yeah, this again, as you alluded to, quite hard for me actually. Uh, I mean, blessed with travel. Um, um yes, yeah, so, so, so this surprised me as well. But New York, New York City, um, the stuff I've seen in the remote places and. All, all that, but New York just something has has, has something. Um, it keeps me going. Back. It's captured your heart, Matt. It has, it has. 
I asked my wife to marry me there, so that's, that's another reason. And Christmas in New York, because of all the films, Home Alone, Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, and then all the other films that, you know, we have filmed there, um, you know, Devil Wears Prada. I, I'm a fan. I've got to. Be, I've got to admit, <laughs> um, it just, it just, it's just a magic to New York um, that I absolutely love. So, uh, and I think because of this pandemic, it will be three years between our events there, um, which is probably the longest time I won't have been to that city in about twenty years. So it's yeah, challenge. Right, New York, Matt is missing you. I am missing you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, this, I promise, I promise this is going to be my last question. Um, and this is probably a really, really important question. Who do you want to nominate to be our next guest, or one of our next guests, on the Inspire Club? Uh, it's a stretch, but, I'm, you know, if you're listening, hope, hopefully you'll do it. Um, I'd love to invite Amy Edmondson. Um, who's, um, for people that don't know, is a real pioneer around psychological safety, um, and which is close to what we do at Inspiring Workplaces. We want to create psych- psychologically safe environments for everybody around the world, be who you are, with no fear of it. Um, so, yeah, we'd love, love to have Amy on the podcast. So I will do my utmost to make that happen. Amy, we really hope you can join us at the Inspire Club soon. Please. <laughs> um, Matt, I thought I knew you. I've worked with you for a long time, but actually I, I've learned some stuff through this podcast today. I've actually really enjoyed like having this chat where we're not just talking about work. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's awesome. And everything. So um, thanks so much. And thanks to everyone that's tuned in and that's listening to our um, Inspire Club podcast um there'll be plenty more if you if you want to nominate you really want to hear from someone you want us to interview someone then just just let us know and um as a reminder um for anyone that's not yet signed up on january 20 2021 so in, on january 20th and um, we're holding the workplace inspirathon super excited about this um, i'm normally up for about 18 hours in a 24-hour period anyway so this shouldn't be too much of a stretch for me but we are going to be um working for 24 hours running a 24-hour um uh, live workplace inspirathon we're starting at 8 30 a.m in sydney and then we'll be having speakers um sharing um stories and learning with us all across the world from singapore then on to johannesburg then we'll be landing in london um, and then we'll be um in uh matt's favorite place on earth new york and then we'll be ending in san francisco at 3 30 p.m local time so anyone that's really missing travel at the moment um, this is a perfect opportunity to travel virtually with us it's incredible speakers around the world it is free to register um, and you can join us for any part of it during your daytime or if you're like me and happen to be up throughout the night as well you can join us in different places of the world but you can also catch everything on demand so and there's my final um, plug and call to action for you all after this podcast is go and visit www.inspiring-workplaces.com and get registered for that and let us know who you'd like to be a future guest at Inspire Club and uh, thanks so much for listening and Matt thanks for being a great guest thank you thanks for putting me on the other side of the mic uncomfortable but uncomfortable (laughs) alright okay until next time let's say bye bye